This is my official intro. Cali KO minus KO. We're always brought to you by Anchor. We're on a total of 10 platforms. If you are not listening to us on Anchor, you're listening to us on iTunes or uh, Spotify, Google. Oh, man, I I don't even have my list in front of me. But if you're listening to us, period, we thank you. We appreciate you. I got the homie Dre with me again. We're going to talk hoops. He's been on before. Um, and I'm prefacing he's been on before because by the time we post this, you will have the other one that we've already done. Um, but we talk music, we talk hoops. He's got a podcast that is Fadeaways and Fundamentals. Check him out as well. He's he's getting his stuff up on Anchor, but he's 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 on iTunes. That's the major one you want to go check out. Everybody should have iTunes, so go check him out. Fadeaways, Fundamentals. He's in the building. Uh, he's got notes. Since I normally take notes when KO's here, because KO don't take notes, since Dre's taking all of the notes, I'm not taking no notes. I just know what we're going to talk about, and I'm going to roll with it. So I'm going to let Dre get on and do his intro, and, and, and get, give, me, give me your outline as far as what you want to touch on, and let's get it popping. All right. So welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, here with my man Cal from the Cal and KO podcast show what's up brother what's good my dude so today we are talking all nba we talking playoffs we talking your warriors we talking Kawhi's epic shot (laughs) are you ready let's go because i'm ready let's go okay before we get into the warriors i want to talk about game seven winning shot round two first time it's ever happened the beauty is Kawhi showing emotion. <laughs> yeah, man. He never shows emotion. I mean, the, the other time he showed emotion was when he won championship with Pop yep. in the Spurs. He absolutely showed emotion on this shot. It was epic. I was thrilled to see him in that moment. Not only because it's Kawhi Leonard, SDSU fan, yes, alumni, yes. Um, but it was just it was just an amazing part of basketball and I was glad to be a part of watching history in the making. <laughs> yeah. The shot was great. I mean it couldn't have it couldn't have dragged out any any other way. I mean for it to be a game seven, it could just go swish all bucket, you know, but to make it bounce around like that, man. Rebounces. You know, that was that was pretty dope. Happy for Kawhi. Um, oh, I mean, that's not the only time he's shown emotion. We can't forget during uh, Media Day in Toronto with the epic laugh. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Um, so that's the other time we've seen him show emotion. Um, but, man, it was a great, great shot, great game, great series clinching shot. Um, was it the best one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a huge Jordan fan. Um, on my last episode that just actually aired today, oh, right. we talk memorable moments of playoff history or NCAA history buzzer-beating shots. My favorite of all time would have to be Michael Jordan versus Cleveland Cavaliers, 1989. Mid-range floater, or not even a floater, mid-range pull-up versus Cray Yelo. Hits the bucket. Wearing the Jordan 4s. Yeah. 
the jump, the fist pump. That's probably what, maybe because I was a kid when I saw it. I was 10 years old. To me, that was like what thrilled me about basketball. And it still does. Yeah. But I do, this is up there. This is probably number two now. Okay. I, I see it. I feel like the ones that we watched when we were a kid hold more weight because it was like we were looking up to those guys. They were like our heroes. M, you know, MJ's our, our role model, our, our basketball god, right? So 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 anything MJ does when we're looking at it through the eyes of a, a young kid or a teenager, you know, it's going to hold more weight because it's got a spot in your heart, right? You know, oh, Versus us being 40 now, we're looking at these guys in their 20s playing. We've got a different perspective on, you know, the the memory and the history of the game right absolutely you know okay. what i'm saying okay. so i think mj's shot holds a dear spot in my heart just like it does yours but i think the two that we've seen just this playoffs between Kawhi's four bouncer to finish him off in a seven and dame dollar pulling up from 37 feet and giving okc the, the wave bye-bye? the bye-bye wave <laughs> i i think those they, in my opinion, just watching the bat, like the excitement of the bounce and, and Kawhi hitting it over in B, and then them kind of squatting and oh, having to wait. Like, the all squat of, was dope. Yeah. Like, all of that that had to go was on. Was that swag? Come on, man. Was that swag? Yeah. That's better. I, that that tops Jordan to me now. Again, Jordan's got a spot in my heart, but what I'm watching right now, I got to appreciate it. I can't, like, that Kawhi shit was insane. And then the Dame Dollar, because I'm sitting there watching Dame, and I'm like, like, bruh, like, do you realize you don't you don't got much time? Oh, shit, he made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He pulled, like, I, I'm sitting there wondering, hey, you just, you're not just going to go to overtime. Like, you got to make a move. You got to make a move. And then he stepped back, Bobby Jack on him like that. Like, like that. And then the wave, and then the calmness. Those two series ending shots are better than MJ's. Well, I remember, and then oh. to me, now, I mean, oh. I'm just saying, we Elo falling. We've seen, we've seen MJ's oh. for 30 years now. It's got. You just spot. said it was better. Look at it. One of them. Let's just go. Let's just go straight on the game. Fadeaways and fundamentals. Let's talk about the game. There ain't no so, gold chain. Jordan, Jordan had a gold chain on. Jordan's was a mid-range shot at about the free throw line. That's a great shot. That's a great a great shot. But fundamentally sound. You should be able to make that shot, especially over the the less um you know the the Elo who's not that great of a defender. Elo was nasty that game. He was he was he doing, was doing him dirty. Okay. Did, did you realize that he was the one that made the layup to put them up? I'm just saying. Mid-range shot around the free throw line and you're the greatest offensive player to play the game. Now let's look at Kawhi's shot. Okay? Shooting it over a seven footer, falling towards the you know what I mean, baseline. Yes. Falling out over a, over the center, four bounces. That's a, that's that's just that's a tougher shot to make. 30, 31 points too, 41 points. 37 feet out, Dame Dollar shooting over Paul George. Tougher shot. It's a tougher shot. I'm just saying. I'm I'm Come on, fadeaways are fun. Okay, okay, okay. I get what you're saying, but the game is different from then to now. Highly more skilled now. Highly. Yes. I give them that. But definitely not as gritty and as tough 
as it was back then. That's true. But Elo's not touching Jordan when Jordan takes that shot. Jordan ain't got nobody. It's not like Elo's draped on him. He's floating right by his ass like, little man, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Keep it 100. It's not like ah! it's not like Elo's draped on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but your boy and V had bubble guts. He was complaining about the flu and his back and his knee. <laughs> bubble right. guts. Since you, I don't want to hear it. The kid's 22 years old. Okay. Since you brought since you brought up Troel. Man, mangina. Mangina's complaining. He's Tro- seven foot tall. Troel Embiid. Tell me about his goddamn meme that is going to be so epic of him. You're going to cry when he get to the car. Him fucking walking out. He was crying off. before oh. he got to the car. Crying like a baby. That shit was it's like, solid. dog, why weren't you crying in game game five and game four when you were sick? I love Joel Embiid, Troel Embiid, but he, he deserves it on this one. As much shit as he be talking, he like deserves him. it on this one. I like him. I, I, ain't like mad, him. I ain't mad at him. Yeah, baby. I ain't mad at him. Who are you going to take, him or Jokic? If you can trade on your team right now, on your Warriors, okay, and you can get... Embiid or Jokic, who you taking? I'm taking Jokic. Slokic. Slokic. He's slow. He. I, I'm taking I, Slokic with his passes. But to be honest with you, I'm not taking either of them because they're going to slow. They're going to slow what the Warriors do down. Look at Boogie. Boogie is just. Well, he's a baby too. He, I can't stand him. Well, look. Let, I'm okay. Let's just talk about this, the game. Just he's the, a baby. Okay, they're all babies. Yeah. The best player in the game, LeBron James, is a baby. Oh, that guy's beast mode. He's a baby. Oh, man. I'm, I'm on. T- hey, LeBron, Listen. I'm on Team LeBron. Listen. Shout out to LeBron James. Hey, send me some shoes, too. Here's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about baby. They complain about everything. They yes. complain about yes. everything. All right. They all complain over every shot, over every missed call, they're all a bunch of babies. LeBron James is a physical specimen, and he's taking rest days. Come on, man. You're all babies. Okay, look, like, you can talk about all... Look, they've got all the medicine, the technology. They've got all of the, the nutrition and all of these things nowadays to really keep themselves in immaculate shape. And LeBron James does such. $1.5 million a year. Yes, he, he does. And LeBron James does such. But listen... Go back and look at what MJ was doing. Michael Jordan, games played, 81, 82, 82, 82, 81, 80, 82. There were no rest days. He Even when he was 40 years old, balling for the Wizards, he played all 82 games. I don't want to hear you young fucks talk about rest days. I'm sorry. You ain't getting, you ain't getting roughed up on the court. Cause you, they're not putting hands on you, so it's basically just a track meet. You guys are, you guys should be paid to do cardio. You're not getting banged and beat up like these guys used to back in the day. Those guys back in the day didn't have the medicine and the the resources that you have now to keep yourselves physically in shape. So LeBron is a beast, six eight two sixty five. The numbers don't lie, but they're all motherfucking babies. Every single one of them. You don't need rest days. You don't need to be complaining to the refs about shots made or missed or calls not gotten. They're all babies. Every every one of them. And I'm a Dubs fan, and the Dubs complain more than any team in the league. The Dubs and I was mad watching the Dubs and the Rockets play because all they were doing was complaining at the refs. I'd much rather see you guys talk shit to each other than talk shit to the refs. No, I, I get that's it. That's just... You, no, that, no, no, sorry, I, I apologize for my, my, my Cal editorial rant. I love it! But they're all Get babies. on your soapbox! 
Yes. They're all babies. No, no, no. I love that because you're absolutely right. This day and age, and that's what I mean. This day and age, the the younger the younger crew that's playing, uh, they they you know they cry over every call. Which back when we were watching, it was more gritty. Yes. The Knicks. You had the Pistons. You had the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, the Lakers. You had the Jazz. Yeah. You had um, Seattle. You know, mm-hmm. they're all gritty. Yeah. In your face. Yes. Dunking on people. Yes. I mean, they weren't scoring as many points, but they weren't giving up as many points either. So like, I get you on that. So, I mean, but yeah, I'm sorry. I. No, 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 because I like it because you're absolutely right. Because guess what? The number one person I love listening to talk about these new version players is Charles Barkley. Now look, Charles Barkley is six foot four, power forward, and he says it straight out. He's like, "Look, man, ain't no crying, don't be babying." He he was banging with seven footers. Yes, they lied and, and said jumping he, with them. They lied and said he was six six just so they could justify he's six, playing four. power forward. Played That's against Mutombo, Alajuan, yeah. Shaq. Remember when he threw the ball at Shaq? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. When, I remember one time he blocked, he blocked Shaq's shot and pulled Shaq down. That's how strong Barkley was. That's what was. I'm saying. So like when 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 like Charles says something like, "Man, they're babies. They they don't like to get hit." Man, it's the truth. It really is. It's a different game from when I played. And from when we watched, yes, versus now. But I get it. And it's they're, a- they're highly skilled. I mean, you got, I mean, you got seven footers that can pass the rock yeah. like, like Absolutely. a like a five eleven guy. They're, they're all skilled. They're a very skilled players. And going back to your question, when you were asking about, you know, like Embiid or Jokic, or I'm like, you know, as far as the Warriors are concerned, they would slow them down because what I have is a very skilled center in Boogie Cousins that slows them down. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like we went on the baby, we went on the baby ramp because you're saying he's a baby, and I'm, I'm, I'm not defending Boogie by saying they're all babies, but they're really all babies. You know what I mean? He's yeah, just yeah, one yeah. of the bigger ones. Um, but you see what the, you see what they're like defensively when he's on the court. You know, Embiid is at least a better defender than Jokic and um, Boogie, but I have a problem with his cardio. I have a problem. I have a problem with his his work ethic and keep, uh, his conditioning. I have a problem with that. So I can't really, you know, I, I couldn't co-sign on that right now. So okay. he's good. He's good. He's good in the East with Philly, where they're trusting the process because they can all develop and grow together. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead and get back. Get us back on track. All right. Well, okay. All the tangents going on. We had Warriors, Houston. Obviously, Warriors knocked out Houston, one thirteen, one eighteen, without KD. Splash Brothers went on a roll. You had uh, uh, Clay was 10 for 20, 50% of shooting. Yep. 27 points, 40 minutes. Um, and then, man, your boy, your boy Curry, <laughs> he, had, he was literally bageled in the first half. Yep. And, and he just turned it on and, you know, 34 minutes and 9 for 20. And scored 33 points in the second half. And I think he, I believe he said in the last 
18 minutes was the best basketball he has ever played in his entire career. And, you know, and I truly believe that because when I was watching him play, I was like, watching that game, I was like, they, they don't need KD. If they go back to three to four years ago playing, yeah, they can still do it. I know that their their bench isn't as depth as it was back then. True. But they can do it. That's the problem. I think they can do it. I think that I think that they will beat Portland. Okay. But I don't think that they can beat either of those teams in the East without Kevin Durant. And the reason is it's because here's why. Okay. Yeah, I wanna know. I yeah. wanna know. Styles make fights. We know that. Right here, Portland and Golden State, it's backcourt versus backcourt. Okay. Right? Kevin Durant is your, you know, your win in trouble, break the emergency glass, and you can skip all your scheme and go to him at the three. Portland doesn't have a three that we're worried about that that, that is going to be a problem right. where KD's gone. But you look at the East, you've got the Greek freak at the three, four, whatever. He's he's KD on steroids. He's above Kevin Durant. He is. And then you've got... Six, ten, right? Yeah. You know, and he then you... two and, inches shorter. And then you've got Kawhi at the three. So you can't beat those two teams in the East when they when their best player plays the same position as Kevin Durant and expect to beat them. That's... You're not. That's that's the styles. Man, you need Kevin Durant to match up against Giannis. You need Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala. I was just gonna say, can Andre to, can hold him to to match up against Kawhi? But the problem is, as you said, they're they're not they're not deep with the bench. So all it's gonna take is Steph or Clay to get into foul trouble. And then you got to have Quinn Cook, you guys. And, then, and then you've got to have Quinn Cook or somebody like that come in for Livingston come in for an extended period I of like time. Livingston. I like Livingston. I like him too, but they're not gonna. If you're missing KD, that's gonna give you buckets while your guards are in foul trouble. Then you're gonna have a problem. Those guys aren't gonna give us points off the bench. They're just gonna stop the bleeding and, necess- and, and try to keep the other team from putting up points. That's where the bench comes into pro- in, in play. Okay. Like here, when, when the Warriors play Portland, you're going to have Steph Curry probably guarding Portland's small forward because their small forward's not a threat. And you're going to have um, okay. Iguodala or Clay taking turns on Dame Dollar and CJ. Right? Right. But right? that's and, fine. You guys are – I don't – there's no doubt that you guys good. aren't beating Portland. I. You guys are destroying Portland, I think. I, I, but on paper, it looks like you guys can destroy Portland Portland's without no, KD. Portland's no joke, though. If they get Dude, hot, you guys got to use a Bowden. Yeah, I mean Bogan. They, yeah, they got to yeah, use Bogan. They got to go back to using their bench. You got to use him. They've been using that bench He's all solid. season long. And, and guess what? Looney. He played. He played in Australia. Yep. He said the eighty, the the 84, 83, 84 season game was too much for him. Mm-hmm. So he went over there, played. Guess what? He's looking pretty good. I mean, you guys didn't use him very much in this last seat in this last series. Yeah. But he looked good in the first, uh, the first game, the first series. He looked great. I agree. Okay. Um, since we're we're still talking about the Warriors and we're talking basketball, let's talk. This is what I did not like about the Warriors versus Rockets series. I did not like the fact that Steve Kerr chose to coach and adjust to Dan Tony and Dan Tony's small lineup. Here's what I mean. 
The reason they didn't use Bogut, the reason they didn't use Looney and their big guys is because we went with our Hampton Five as our starting lineup instead of still keeping Looney or one of those big guys in the as, in the starting lineup and bringing Iguodala off the bench. Like you know Kerr, Kerr, I mean, he wanted Iguodala to play minutes on Harden. I got that. Yeah, but you gave. To. But what you're doing is you're adjusting to their lineup, where there's there's something to be said for the Warriors being. You know, three-time champions right now, and them having to adjust to us. Look what happened when Kerr went back to using Looney and the big men because he was forced to because he was putting too many minutes on the other guys. And now KD's gone down. Look what happened. All of those offensive rebounds that PJ Tucker was getting and defensive rebounds that PJ Tucker was getting was getting negated because we had Looney out there. Now Looney's getting us offensive rebounds, and he's extending our stuff. Like we went small to adjust to Houston. And it, and it made some of those games close. Yeah, it hindered us. Yeah. Straight up. You know? Hey. Like, it's okay to have a weak link on the on the court when you're the Warriors offensively because you've got four all-stars out there. Well, like, why are you like you think the do you think the reason why is because the post up game is like non existent? It's non existent. It really yeah. is. I agree with that. Nobody really gets down like that anymore. Yeah. Where I would have and if they probably do, went with one of those guys, Looney or Bogan, and yeah. posted them up. I'm but I get it. A di- I mean, I'm I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to coach, so yeah. Apparently, I'm just, I'm just apparently I don't know the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know, man. I'm just saying I play a whole lot of NBA 2K, dog, and I'm just saying if post up game is real. If I could figure it out in a video game, these coaches should be able to figure it out in real life, dog. I'm just saying. <laughs> Kind of lowers the expectation, right? Right. I'm an A plus general manager on them sticks. <laughs> All right. So let 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 me let, let me get you with you with this. So who's winning out of Toronto and the Bucks? I don't know. I have no clue. Who do you want to win? I mean, I mean, because think about it. We. We're talking here. We, I mean, you got Portland versus your Warriors. Yep. I'm sorry, man. Your Warriors are gonna win. I. Portland's out. Okay, they're out. I mean, I mean, don't jinx it, dog. Don't talk about it like that. I'm just I, I saying. Love me, I love me some Dame Dollar, but I do trust Steve Kerr to make adjustments. I yeah, I, I, I just I trust just, him. You, 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 it takes a lot to beat. The Warriors in a seven-game series. Not very, he's been very streaky. Shit, right now he's playing his best ball though. I He's just, playing his best ball right now, though. I just don't That's see it. That's a bad it. boy. I just don't see it. He I'm like sorry. T- he looked like young T.I. with a flat top. Bro, they went on, They went to four overtimes, and he had 41. But think about it. That's a game and a half. <laughs> he, so you can't even like, hey, man, I had 41 tonight. You played a game and a half, dog. He had 37 in that game seven, though, when Dame Dollar wasn't really hitting. I understand. I understand. Here's, here's, here's something that somebody on TV said, and so I got to give him It was when they were talking about backcourt versus backcourt. Portland's got a backcourt where they're both basically point guards and can go get their own shot and create. And take turns doing so. Clay, okay. Steph can do that, but Clay is improving his ball handling skills. You know what I'm saying? But Clay's more. You give it to him. I'm quick release. I'm getting it. I'm I'm that guy. Yeah, I don't want to um, dribble. Right. But you know, Dame Dollar and CJ, they can both go get their own shot. They're both point guards, 
and they can take turns running that squad. You're not hot. You know what I mean? I'll take it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So so they're very unique with that. Except, you know what? I got to give Denver credit, man. Like, I thought, I I like um, Harris and Murray. I like that backcourt. Yeah. I like that backcourt as well. Yeah. Um, They're pretty solid. But, but again, Styles make fights, and man, Portland doesn't have a small forward, so I'm not worried about them. I'm I'm worried about Toronto. I'm worried about Milwaukee. I don't know. I I, I would say I'd want Toronto just because it's Kawhi Leonard and that's San Diego State, and I want to hear him win it. You know, you know, win the Eastern Conference Championship and, and lose then, to you and lose to us. But I want to hear his laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> you know that fucking laugh. I just want to hear that shit again. You know, it's dude. Do you realize I'm a sneakerhead and I try to buy his shoes? They were sold out in like 30 seconds, yeah. and they're like an. Uh, it's not even a cool looking shoe. Nah. nah, it's a New Balance. I like New Balances. I'm all about their walking shoes. But guess what? Their basketball shoe is kind of terrible. Yep. Kawhi designed it. Kawhi, you got to do a better look with it. But hey, guess what? I try to buy it. We sold out in like 30 seconds. Good for Kawhi. Good for Kawhi. So, um, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm, I honestly don't know who's going to win that series. I don't have a favorite because I like, I liked all four teams in that Eastern Conference. Their final four, I liked Boston in there. I liked Philly in there. I liked all, I like what they got going on in the Eastern Conference. Right. I can't really pick four or against one. I don't really. I'm stretching by, you know, Kawhi. It's the San Diego State plug. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, like, right. That's. But other than I like to see you guys against, uh, yeah, Kawhi. But, but I wouldn't be mad. I mean, assuming KD comes back in time, which he should. But assuming, I'm not. A, I'm not a. I don't want to put it out there like he. It's a guarantee that he's coming back. He ain't there, so we got to play as if he's not coming back until we get other news that yeah, he's yeah, yeah. coming back. But I would like to see KD and Giannis. Go head to head for a seven game series. I would really, really, really like to see that. You know what I mean? Like that would be. That's the. Uh, I'm 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 going deep into like my my basketball like philosophical game right now. But like that'd be like the closest that we'd get. Basically, because of the same position, they're basically the same mold. One is just stronger. In Giannis, you know, he's just a. A 2.0 version of Kevin Durant physically, okay. but they play the same position. They might not have quite the same skill set levels at all spots yet, but think about it. Like, the way that they're so similarly built, this is, like, the closest thing we would get to, like, if MJ and Kobe were to be in an NBA Finals going against each other, knowing that they're both, like, 6'6". They both play the same position. Not the same style. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Because think about it, like, you get... You get LeBron playing in the NBA Finals. There's nobody like LeBron that you're sitting there going, that's his. Even when you go, Kevin Durant's the second best player. They're not built the same. They're not. They're not the same dude like that. No. You know what I mean? Like, are you getting like. No, I get it. But I mean, they got Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is shooting the lights out from the three. I, I think I think your boys can, can handle him. Um, Middleton. I mean, I think your boys can handle Middleton. I mean, I think the only person you're really having trouble with is uh, Giannis. Um, you might have a little trouble with Bledsoe. 
Um, I just don't know if Steph can handle him. That, that boy's not, got some grit. But they're, but they're not gonna. Let, they're gonna put Clay on Bledsoe. Okay. They're gonna put KD on Giannis. Okay. KD, you know what I mean. And then they're gonna have Steph. What he ain't playing Middleton on a forward. No, but you, it all depends. Middleton and Brogdon are spot up shooters. So all they're gonna do with Steph is they're gonna make him stay by the spot up shooter. They're gonna make KD, Iguodala, and Clay guard the the ball handling shifty people. That's how they. That's okay. how the Warriors do. So they 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 save Steph defensively by putting him on the spot up shooter. Whether that's Middleton or that's Brogdon, that's what they would do because. Middleton's a small forward and he's taller than Steph, but they're not going to post Middleton up on Steph. They're going to let him sit around that three-point line and wait to make that three-point shot because Giannis is going to create. You, you, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Like that's what they did with you know when they play Houston, they had him sit sitting over there chilling with Eric Gordon until they did the pick and roll, and then they they put him on the island and made him have to like guard on ball. Right. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah. But okay. Let's say for some reason. Toronto wins. All right, so Kawhi Leonard's getting guarded by. Um, if KD ain't in, Iggy. All Iguodala. right. Okay, Siakam. Draymond. Okay, totally fine. Yeah. And you got uh, Gasol. Looney. Okay, Looney. And you got Green, which he's not Steph. a threat. He's no, a, but he's a he's their spot up three point shooter. So I that's don't, I don't, that's Steph's guys. Okay, okay. And then Clay's gonna be on, on ball, Lowry. Garden Lowry. And Lowry, you know that guy is iffy in the playoffs. Yeah, he's like non existent. If you're asking me who the, I would want to face as a Warriors fan because it's an easy route to a championship, it'd probably be Toronto. Okay, I think Toronto's easier to beat than Milwaukee. And the but but the thing is. We got to give Milwaukee credit and Toronto credit because they do something that people don't know about. It's that thing called, uh, what is that? Defense. They fucking play defense. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like, do. Those teams get slept on. Teams that make you have to work harder for your fucking points. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But can also put up buckets if you get you get caught slipping. Yeah, Like okay. So Milwaukee plays D. Okay. Toronto plays D. Um, but I still think offensively Toronto's an easier match than Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the number one seed for a reason, man. I can't you can't. I mean, they, the only reason since the only the reason beginning. yeah, the only reason we're doubting Milwaukee is because they haven't done it before. That's 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 it. But we've got well, a lot they've of, done it before, but they haven't. Done I mean, it for a long time. No, I mean they haven't done it before this group. I'm not yeah, talking yeah, yeah, like yeah, history, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But we've got plenty of reasons to doubt Toronto. Just oh, off man. of the last few years, oh, but yeah. Kawhi, the Kawhi factor is real. But again, I, I think the only reason people are still not sure about Milwaukee is the fact that they haven't seen this team prove themselves yet. But they're the number one seed for a reason, and if they are to face the Warriors, they've got home court advantage, and the Dubs are only going to have three games at Oracle. Milwaukee's going to have four games, right. so the Dubs are going to have to go steal one. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a lot plays into Milwaukee's favor. I think that that would be a more exciting series to watch, assuming all parts are healthy and available. Like, if we, we have to see KD and Giannis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to see that. Okay. No, no, I see that, and if I get that's, that. If, no, 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 I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, with me, you know, I'm going to, I'm just, you know, I'm, 
you know, born and raised in San Diego, so I'm going to go with the West. I'm going to go with your Golden State Warriors. I'm not a Warriors fan at all. My son is. Um, I'm a huge Clipper fan. The reason why I'm going to go with your Warriors over any team in the East, you know, it has to probably be with Klay Thompson. Uh, last year, um, in the summer, a good friend of mine, Jordan Lawley, um, my son went over there to train with him. I help him train. Uh, Clay Thompson walks into the building, um, trains with my friend Jordan for about a good hour, hour and a half, maybe hour and 20 minutes, whatever it was. Um, as soon as his training was over, it was kind of funny because they had a half court. We had about maybe 15, 25 kids on the other half court uh, doing a bunch of other different drills, you know. Um, and it's kind of funny, you know, these kids are in awe. They're in the same building with uh, with uh, Clay. They, they keep turning around. They're looking over. They're watching him. The cool thing was once Clay was done, he didn't just grab his shit and walk out the building. He spent another hour handing out autographs, signing basketballs, signing t-shirts, taking photos, giving kids a minute or two of their time to talk. And to me, that was cool. Yeah. That, that was everything. That showed his character. Yeah. I like that. I mean, that's a good story. I don't know how that character is going to translate into my team getting their seventh championship. Well, I'm going for them because but, of that. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why you're going for them. I'm going for them okay. because of that. Because how many times cool have dude. you met a, an athlete that is a total douche? I'm sorry <laughs> to say it, but they're just douches. Straight up. I've met, I've, I've met a bunch of them. Can and, you elaborate? It, can you can, can you give me one? You know, well, I mean, yeah, since KO's not here. Um, and some of these people I've met while hanging out with KO. Because for your fadeaways and fun, you know this. KO is my homie, Kasim Osgood. He's the guy I do this show with. We went to San Diego State together. That's my dude. He played 10, 11 years in the league in the NFL. And through that homie of mine, that, that family member, let's say, that I've gotten to be around some cool shit. You feel okay. me? Yeah. Um. So, I mean... There, I mean, first two. I got two guys that come to mind. Straight up dicks, as far as athletes go. Marshall Falk, Terrell Davis. Those are those are two. Those are two pricks to me. Um, and and me, you know, I DJ. I've, I've done radio. I've, I've been around a lot of musicians and other celebrities and other professions. But since we're talking sports right now, those two are probably right up there along the top for me. And that's sad to say because one went to San Diego State and one is actually from. Uh, San Diego, you went to Lincoln. San Diego, went to Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Those, those two pricks, you know. And see, and that's sad to say. That And, and that is what it is. Um, but they're out there. And, but then there are all the cool ones. And what's cool about the cool ones, some, like, well, Clay, you expect Clay to be cool, right? Since this started. You expect Clay to be cool? No, he, I, w- I would. Well, I, w- I don't expect anybody to be cool. That, okay, fair, fair. But I'm, based off of what we've seen from him, he seems to carry himself in a very chill m- manner. You know what I mean? He just seems to be very lighthearted with how he looks at life. When he's sitting there with pizza in one hand and a Bud Light in his other hand after the game during yeah, the, yeah, yeah, during yeah, the yeah, interviews. Yeah. And he's talking about, man, you know, I'm just 
happened to have this pizza and this beer and you know yeah the game was cool or I jumped out into the ocean to reset my brain before the playoff game yeah like, yeah yeah he just seems to be like so it's gl- it's good to hear that what I see from him on TV that right. is actually who he is in real life it translates you see what I mean it translates for me I've always had a problem with the guys that seem cool on TV or seem like they're the nice guys and then they're the pricks Jerry Rice I'm a Niner fan Jerry Rice is a fucking dick Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's Sucks. terrible. Sucks. But you know, wow. who's, you know who's fucking awesome? Primetime. Dion. Really? The cool, I would have thought he was like probably the biggest asshole in the world. Coolest fucking guy on the planet. No. Yes. And that's not what you see. Marshall, he's on the NFL Network and he's like so put together and he's like the Hall of Famer and he's doing the broadcasting shit and you go, man, that's a cool guy and he was a good player and you know what, I like Marshall Falk and then you meet him and you go, you fucking prick, you Aww. fucking prick, Jerry Rice, the same, sh- oh man, you've got to all oh, get this, that, what, you know, and then you meet him, he's a prick, you know who else is fucking cool, you know what else, it bothers me to say this, you know what was cool as shit, who, Michael fucking Irvin. Really? Cool as fuck. Because he wants a party. Yo. Mommy wants a party. Real, this is... Alright, story about Michael Irvin. When I was doing morning show radio... I? We got a call. Bet. We got a call from Michael Irving's uh, handler. Okay. And he was just like... Hey, he's done an interview with you guys before. And, you know, we're in town. And like he's like, yo, he's available if you guys want him. Yeah. Bet. Patch him through. Patch him through. Yo, we just got a surprise call. Michael Irvin was good. He called up he called us and was like, Yeah, I mean I just wanted to say what up. You start talking so we start talking to him. I'm like, Alright man, I just got done watching the documentary on the Cowboys, so I gotta ask you some questions now. Since the last time I saw I was like, Is it true you guys bought a house on the other side of town? For the sole purpose of doing all of your extracurricular activities and partying and all of that stuff, and you named it the White House? He goes, Yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie. We was off the motherfucking chain. Dog. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's dope. So, See? my dude. Yeah. But what do you get from him? The playmaker. He's arrogant. He's the, he's yeah. the, not a good teammate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get all of that shit. Yeah. So, you never, you never know, man. Like, but yeah, yeah. Marshall Falk was a prick. I mean, I don't want to keep throwing him under the bus, but fuck it, he's a prick. Don't be a prick to kids. Then yeah. I'm not gonna be, you know, no. I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. No, I totally get it. Like, I got, I got two names that are that are really cool. One's from the NFL. One's another NBA guy. Tony Jefferson, number 23, Baltimore Ravens, safety. His brother, his younger brother, plays on my basketball team, club uh-huh. basketball team. Uh huh. This dude is so cool. Like, you know, he uh, lives in San Diego. You know, and the, you know, and during the season, he's in Baltimore, obviously. But when he's here, and my son goes over to his brother's house, mm-hmm. and Tony just shows up, Tony treats my son like another brother. Takes him to lunch. They go hang out at the mall, buys him stuff, and I'm just like, "Yo, so what'd you do today?" Like, cause I don't know. He's over at his homeboy's house. Yeah. Hey, man, I want to go. To, I want to go hang out with my boy. Uh, you know, Joe. All right, go to Joe's house. I'm like, what happened? Oh, yeah, we went to the mall. Um, you know, uh, Tony came over. All right, cool. What'd you guys do? We hung out with him. Drove in his nice whip. Went to the mall. Went to eat. 
What happened? Oh man, maybe 30, 40 kids showed up, asked for autographs, asked for pictures. What'd he do? He signed autographs and took pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, he didn't tell them no? He's like, no. He told every kid okay. And I'm like, see, that's the kind of kid I want my son. That's the kind of, I mean, I hate to call Tony a kid because he's still, he's younger. He's a grown-ass man. He's a grown man, but he's, he's in his mid-20s. Right, right, right. You and I are in our 40s. He's right. still a kid. But that's what I like my son around. Someone that is wealthy, a celebrity in the game, but still willing to take time for the young athletes that yes. know him. That's that's dope. And level. I'm like, Just man, level. that's dope. Humble. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Maggette, another yeah. one. Man, I'm a huge Clipper fan. Love Corey Maggette. There ain't too many of y'all. He's in the big three. He was the MVP of the big three last year. Yeah, I know. There's not very many of us. But anyways, Corey Maggette. Man, I asked to be on my podcast. It's all good. My man's not ready to be on the podcast. You know, he's he's very more into himself. He does his business with basketball, but he's, you know, he's not into talking about everything. And I get that. But guess what? My man gave me his email and his direct line. Not even like a home number. His cell number was like, if you need to talk to me, if you need any advice, you need me to plug you with somebody and get you connected, give me a call. That's dope. That's dope. That's better than the the, the, the podcast interview. That's what I'm saying. That's a contact. That's a legit contact. Like Great human being. I don't being. feel like talking about myself for basketball or any of that, but if you need me for something, hit me. Right, that, I I'm mean, willing to help you not on that level, but on this level. Yeah, I uh, this music industry that I've been in, radio industry, whatever. Right, right, right. I got to have some of those things happen with some real cool people, but also they're just like, nah, I don't necessarily need all that attention. Some people you wouldn't even think about, right? Like Timbaland. Oh yeah, yo, Timbaland came in. For an interview in the morning, most of, like what when you do morning show radio, especially out like when you do morning show radio, a lot of times the real big stars they do phone ins. They're not in studio with you. Yeah, They're I doing don't blame the phone them. In, right? I don't blame them. Man, just call me when I wake up in the hotel. We got it. You know what yeah. I mean? Nah, I'm not coming down to the studio. Yeah, right. They ain't doing that. Mad respect. Okay, no problem. But when you're big enough, you can do that. Right? Absolutely. I don't judge. Timbaland showed up. Showed up with his tour bus in the front of our Clear Channel building. He drove down from his concert in L.A. the night before on his tour bus, came here, got to this, got to San Diego. Tour bus pulled up in the front, and he brought his ass into the studio and did a live interview. So, and was on time. I've, I've, I've done this enough to where I've seen punk ass reality show stars that are feeling themselves show up 30 minutes late for an interview acting uh, like they're like somebody important. And then you get a guy like Timberland who's a musical Hall of Famer. At some point, he will be a oh, rock he and will roll be. Hall of Famer. He will be. Showing up early, showing up in studio, showing up tired after a gig. You understand the work ethic that goes into what these dudes do, right? Yes. So after the interview's all over, I'm telling him about this video I had seen of him on YouTube making a beat, like talking to somebody about making a beat, and he just kind of, well, this is what I do, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
He's like, you have you seen my tour bus? Nah. Come on, man. Let me show you my tour bus. I got a studio on my tour bus. So he takes me out. What? Takes me out. I get on Timberland's tour bus. He takes me to the, to the part of the tour bus where the studio is. And now he's telling me how he lays down beats. He's giving me his format. Right. Like his... He's giving you a class. Yes. It's a one-on-one class. It's a one-on-one session. Straight up. Yeah. And I'm I'm in awe. And he's like, I kind of start with... I, I kind of try... I, I mean, you know, sometimes I start with my low, and then I find my mid, and then I add the high. And he's... As he's saying it, he's doing it. And he's constructing the beat as he's talking to me. And he goes, oh, shit. At the end of it, it's like four minutes. At the end of it, man, that shit, that was nice. I gotta say that. I was like, holy shit, I just watched Timberland make a beat in like five minutes. See? That's and, dope. You know what I mean? Like, what the... What? And then I heard that. Side note. Later, later. I'm watching my Jay-Z Fade to Black documentary. Where it's Jay-Z's big concert DVD where it's his last concert at right, the right, garden right. and all that shit, right? There's a part in that DVD where he goes to Timberland to go look for a beat for the Black Album. And while he's in the studio with Timbaland, and Timbaland's just going through his catalog, I hear him play the shit that he made on the bus right in, in front, front of, of my fucking eyes. Boop, 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 hey, Jay-Z, boop, 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 what do you think of this? Do you like it or not? Yeah. Wow. That's, hey. that's crazy stupid. That's stupid, sick hip-hop. I love it. Because like, I'm a huge hip-hop fan anyways. That's Sick. And he's telling me like you need to. I'm, well, next time I come back in town, I'm coming in town with Justin. And he's like, you have to go to that show. We are putting on some shit. And this was the Future Sex Love Songs album, Timberlake, where he's fucking kicking the disco. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, album. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, when we're back in town, you you, go. you gotta be here. You gotta be here. Gotta go. Did you go? Hell, fucking yeah, I went. And oh boy. It was something stupid, cause it was, it was on a Monday, and I was ashamed to tell people I went to this concert at first. Why? It was it's on. Tim, here's why. Timberland. Uh, here's why. Justin JT is nasty. He got his own. He got his own Jordan. Yes. Here's why though. This particular Monday that they were here in San Diego, okay. was this was the NCAA national championship football game. The Ohio State uh, Miami one. The I don't give a Claret. Was it the Claret year? Of course, I went to the. Of course, I went to the concert. Okay, but leading up to the concert, everyone's so talking about this is going to be the greatest national get, championship yeah. football game I get ever. You, I get and you. They go, Are you going to be watching this game? And in my head, I'm going, no, I'm going to go see this motherfucking concert. You know yeah, what I, I mean? went to the concert too. So I went to the concert, and the concert was great. It also happened to be one of the greatest national championship football games of all time. Fair enough. So when people are saying, "Did you?" and this is pre DVRs and all of that, like you know, we you had to watch shit live right. for the most part. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, did you see that game? I'm like, no, I didn't no. see it. I was watching a white boy dance his ass off and saying, <laughs> "Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah." I hear you. I hear you. I saw the DJ come up from the center of the entire fucking arena. I'm just saying it was kind of fucking dope. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, you know, no, like, no. You know that that's uh, it was a great moment. 
you know yeah getting to go to that concert meet him all that shit but then you know there's all those those fantastic moments where you got to decide sports or something else i saw um Another random story. Sorry. Let me know when we got to get back on track. No, no, no. We're good. Um, 2008, when the Dubs, the We Believe Warriors, were the number eight seed, and they beat the Mavericks as okay. the number one seed, right? Okay. When Dirk was the MVP yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Was 06? 06, I think. Um, you know, I'm a diehard Warriors fan, and the Warriors don't make the playoffs that often. No, we're like my Clippers. Yeah. 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 So... I'm getting geared up for the game. Yo, they're playing tonight. They're playing tonight. I also get a special contact from one of my uh, radio, like my record execs, right? That's saying Britney Spears may or may not be doing a surprise show at House of Blues tonight in San Diego. And to paint the picture for you, she's fine. This was crazy, Britney. This was like shave your head, Britney. She was doing all the crazy shit. So, so, oh, okay. I'm not know. a Britney Spears fan musically, but no. for me, I'm sitting there going, "Oh, this is Trainwreck Britney." So, if Trainwreck Britney is showing up to I San Diego, well I need to be there to see the Trainwreck. So, I was at House of Blues watching Trainwreck Britney live on stage while I'm sitting at the bar watching my Warriors game on the TV. And I remember catching flack from my dude at the radio station like, are you kidding me? You chose to go watch Britney Spears instead of watch your dubs? I said, one, train wrecks only happen once every so often. Right. I said, that's a, that's a series that they're playing right there. Yeah, you but can I watch still had a TV. One. I could watch that on the TV. No, I'm not like, tripping. You know, I'm not tripping. But if Britney Spears does some crazy shit on stage at House of Blues and I know I, I have a job where I'm supposed to talk about all this stuff. I can tell you. Yo, I'm going to be there to watch Trainwreck Britney. Was it, was it Trainwreck? It was pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have been at Trainwreck, too. I, I would have done it, too. Her wig was all fucked up. Oh, again, she just yeah, like I would have loved it. I would have loved it. Yeah, man. It was I would drunk. I would have been laughing, cracking up. No, I would have been all over there. I was on a good one. Yeah, I would have been all hyphy. Hey, yo, look what's on right now. Oh, look, 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 look. The yeah. last 30 seconds, we're yeah. watching the last 30 seconds replay yeah. of the Sixers and Toronto. And uh, it's, it's like it comes yeah, all back full circle. It, we started this show talking about this guy in this shot, and now we are sitting right here watching, watching it, it, it go it's, down. It's, just, it's awesome. But, I mean, if anything, you got anything else? Um, anything else as far as what? Like, hey, talking. Oh, man. Not a dude. I mean, I feel like I talked a lot. Me too. <laughs> I mean, in that case, I'm out. Yeah, man. 